Welcome to the Real World Podcast, where a boomer and a millennial. <laughs> this is ASMR with Brian. <laughs> we discuss real world issues. We try to bridge the gap between the the boomers and the millennials. And I love talking to my baby boy, Brian. That's right. I'm the barely a millennial. Yes, you are the barely the millennial. Yep. Uh, you're barely a boomer, right? I am barely a boomer, so too. So together, we're both <laughs> yeah, just barely. We are just barely. So yes. really, this is a, uh, a, gen, a gen X and a Gen Z. Right? <laughs> Isn't, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Well, today, we are going to discuss holidays with family. Yes. And, and how uh, they're always perfect, and there's nothing <laughs> ever happens. Yes, that's correct. And every uh, every meal is delightful. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> not someone save me <laughs> right <laughs> i'm joking right um yeah holidays with family can be really challenging uh, especially if you have a dysfunctional family um you know relationships are broken uh within within it maybe siblings don't get along or perhaps you know there's some dissension because of maybe a spouse or you know maybe it's a blended family where there's big challenges oh, yeah. that come along with that yeah and, um, you know, I think under the best of circumstances, it's challenging. It can be, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, when you look at the divorce rate, the divorce rate is just really way higher than it should be. And when you think about how you have these two strangers that come together, I mean, they had grown up in two completely different environments and then you put them together and expect everything to just be great. Now, that's why we always say marriage is work because you have to work hard at it. And I've been married 41 and a half years. And I tell you, it's it's just really easy, right? Right. No, it's still hard, you know, because as you get older, you have like you love each other even more. But you, you know, I think you have a lesser patience for certain things when you get older because you're more set in your ways and you kind of anticipate that your spouse is going to know you by now. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> that always doesn't happen. It just doesn't always happen. Because people aren't mind readers. That's right. That's right. So when, when we come together um, over the holidays with family, you know, I do think that we need to make every effort to keep the, like the unity of peace with, within the, within the group. And you have to just kind of bite your tongue sometimes. Yeah. And I have to say, I haven't always done that. I mean, I, I don't think, fortunately, we haven't had any like real issues within our immediate family when we've gotten together. And that's just like my best time when we can all be together. I mean, as mom, I just love it when all of us are together. And so now there's 10 of us, you know, cause Jake's family is five and then Scott and Carla and Brian and then Dave and I. And so there's 10 of us and hopefully that's going to continue to grow. And, um, I just, I don't know. I just adore that time together. I mean, I love spending time individually, but there's just something in my heart that loves that time together with everybody. And so I'm grateful that um, we we are all fine together, <laughs> you know, but I can tell you it wasn't that way growing up because my brother, my oldest brother and my dad would often get into it. And sometimes the holiday get togethers didn't um, end well. Mm. And um, so I'm... I can imagine. I have, yes, because you knew I've, your I've uncle. I've met both of them. Yes, <laughs> right, it, right. And so, you know, it it's, I, I do have firsthand experience of knowing what it's like to not have that. And then also, you know, blended 
relationships and, and divorce and things like that in the extended family that really just, it just creates <laughs> difficulties for people. Yeah. Uh, I know one of my, one of my friends, her parents are, have both uh, split and then gotten remarried. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to remember than that. So both of them have Thanksgivings or Christmas holidays they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then her husband's parents are both the same. And then oh, her wow. grandparents also want to host something. Mm. And so that's three to four any given year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's that even even if everyone were to be on good terms, which they're not, mm-hmm. that creates a whole lot of mess just in well, who gets Thanksgiving Day? Mm. Who do you love the most? I see. Because yeah. then that's that's how people will treat it. Yeah. And honestly, I, I have to be again, I'm grateful. Like we didn't have to we weren't we didn't contend with these issues like when you were growing up because dad's parents were in Pennsylvania and then we were oh, my yeah. parents were out here and so we didn't really have that same battle. There were some occasions we've been back there for Thanksgiving, back there for Christmas, and I can honestly say I don't ever recall it being an issue within our family. Both sets of our parents were understanding. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm understanding. It's like I just want us all together. So if something happens that we can't get together, uh, you know, on the day, I'm fine with that. As long as we can pick another day that's somewhere in the ballpark. Like, for example, we're not all going to be together for Thanksgiving uh, this year because Jake's family is going to be, he's hunting and his family's going to be in Arizona or in um, Nevada with her sister's family. And yeah. so I get that, but we're all going to get together on December 3rd. And so going to do some fun stuff. Yeah. And, uh, for and that's for Thanksgiving, and then of course we'll get together again for Christmas at some point. We haven't gotten through that yet, so uh, let's get through Thanksgiving first, and then we'll <laughs> then, <laughs> get then we to can Christmas. navigate Christmas. Then we can navigate Christmas. But all right, so yes. it sounds like you probably have more experience dealing with this than me, since my family has been relatively pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Conflict and growing up would be like. Scott, I remember one time Scott <laughs> scaring me as I turn a corner and I stubbed my toe, so I started swearing at him during a Christmas morning once. Mm. Uh, stuff like that, yeah. where it's like really just sibling, it's siblings being siblings, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not anything. It's not any actual drama. It's right. me being angry for probably sure. like thirty minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. and then Scott trying to make goofy faces or say something silly to make mm-hmm. me laugh, mm-hmm. uh, to make it up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, how do you feel like? How do we best navigate like a mean family, or someone in our family who is mean? Like, say we get to Thanksgiving dinner, and there's okay. someone who's just being antagonistic. Maybe they have different political views, different religious views, mm-hmm. or maybe there's someone well, who's just hostile. No. <laughs> uh, it's like, I mean, maybe political views. Yeah. With yeah. some with some of your children. Yeah. No, for uh, sure. I you know but, I know, and I'm 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 learning in that regard that you know I I I automatically make assumptions that everybody. Everybody who's a Christian thinks one way, and it's just not like that. And and it's like that's just um, silly on my part to yeah. expect everyone to feel the way I do politically, and and so I've gotten over myself on that, and yeah. I don't have that expectation. And um, well, I, I think also part of it too is that I don't think you're you even the times where you have been maybe difficult or disagreeing with mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever been malicious. No, never. I mean, like, whenever mm-hmm. someone is really just being mean. Yeah, right. Like, and, and honestly, what do we do? 
Yeah. Right? Or how do we best respond to that to that rudeness? Well, and, and when I th- talked before about my brother, my dad, um, it was always ego. Mm. You know, they just want to be right. They just want to, you know what I mean? It wasn't even malicious. It was silliness. They, they weren't even arguing over anything worthwhile. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just silly. And so I'm saying it's just ego. And so... Um, so meanness, I don't know. Cause honestly, I have not been around anybody like that. And I think, thank you, Lord, that I haven't, because I don't know. I, I, I don't know, you know, how, how I would handle that. Like I, because I'm a confronter, you know, that's very true. If I someone, would probably if someone confront to, them, you would probably stare them dead in the eye. I would, I would, I probably would and say, you know what, how about we shelve this conversation to a different time? And I've had that done to me already and I get it. I really do get it. Um, well, maybe that could be a good strategy of saying, Hey, if you want to talk about this, maybe let's not talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Let's shelve that conversation. Right. For I, I do time. think that is a good, good way to, to handle it. Yeah. Saying, yeah. cause you're not saying that conversation doesn't need to happen or that it's not mm-hmm. an important conversation, mm-hmm. but saying, is this really the best time and place to talk mm-hmm. about this? Like we're eating a meal over opening right. presents. Right. We're celebrating something that's not about that. Right. 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 Exactly. Good question. Uh, so this was this was a bit of a two-parter, uh, and you may not have experience with this either. But okay. what about someone? Because I feel like the two the two big M words are mean. The other one is manipulative. Okay. I feel like that's another pretty common thing. Uh, like with some of my friends who I know who've grown up in like divorced homes or broken mm-hmm. various broken families. Yes. Parents will try and pit that child against sure. each other. Sure, I've seen it. And when when you're just a pawn in two people's game or people are trying to, like, manipulate you, oh, you must just love your dad more than me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you must just yes. love your mother more than me. Yes, yes. How do we best respond to people who are trying to essentially manipulate us during, during family gatherings or to get us to choose them over someone else? I mean, again, my approach is going to be probably different than somebody else's because I'm a straight shooter. And I'm probably going to call a spade a spade and, (laughs) and, and in a nice way, in a diplomatic way, but I'm probably not going to let them manipulate me. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, as long as I recognize that that's what it is, you know, and usually you can pick out, you can pick that out. Fortunately, none of you guys are manipulators, you know, so. Well, I am. I'm just that good. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. You know, this is what I appreciate being around men. You know, I always wanted to have a daughter, but I'm so grateful to have sons and I'm so grateful to have worked with more men than women. And I I love the women that I've worked with. Don't get me wrong, because they're really great in another way, in a nurturing, loving way. Like when I was talking in the last podcast about how we had the woman who burned down her house. I mean, the woman, the women just came alongside her and that's what women do. And and you just got to love them for it. But in terms of like in the business environment, it's so much easier to work with men because they don't generally play any games. Yeah. And that's kind of how I am. It's like, you know, it's just important in order to move forward in business, you can't play any games and you can't have this, whining and crying about each other because everybody says everybody thinks they work harder than everybody else and so they like to whine and complain about that and it's like you know what just focus on yourself and it's all going to work out in the end it's like if you're doing a great job you will be rewarded yeah and if you if you're not doing a great job you're going to hear from hr (laughs) i mean mean, the bottom line is you don't need to complain about your neighbors 
And um, okay, I, I kind of uh, ventured off, but yeah, it's okay. But dealing with <clears throat> manipulative family, right? So, so getting back to that, I mean, again, having done HR and worked with so many people over the years, I think I'm going to recognize it. But I think I would just address it and confront it up front. I get, I think, similar to how the last scenario where is maybe we could discuss this at a different time. You know, like, let's, like, try to redirect, basically, to something positive, like, that kind of always keep in mind when you're having difficult family get-togethers, what are some things that you all treasure or that you all can appreciate? You know, maybe it's um, it's a family member that's no longer with you. Maybe it's a sports team. Maybe it's an activity or a hobby or whatever. Try to redirect you know, and talk about those things to try to remove that personal manipulation or meanness, whatever the the issue is. Yeah, I think that's good. I think depending on, I think those are both good being, being, if you're willing to be confrontational, Mm -hmm. uh, say like, Hey, stop it. Uh, let's Mm -hmm. shelf this conversation for another time. If you well, be careful to be, how you do that. Yeah, you, you said just stop it. Like you know, if you're gonna say it like that, that that could be oh, enough yeah. to cause you know. Oh yeah, problems. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, one of the things I've heard about is that some people like to ask questions. Oh, what do you mean by that? Mm. Oh, what do you mean by that? Mm. And the, what do you like, what do you what mm-hmm. do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And just kind of keep letting them have to explain until they begin to feel. Like the awkward tension. Yeah, I'd probably stay clear uh, of that because I think that's just going to feed them more. Probably. It's very yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was saying. If I think that's I've heard some people who are confrontational but not too confrontational do. Uh, but honestly, I think this kind of goes into my, my next question of it. I think it involves have, having healthy expectations for people. Mm-hmm. Knowing that some of your family might say things that are wild and crazy, knowing some of your family might say something that you don't like, knowing that your family may be having like ulterior motives related to something with this holiday because mm-hmm. they're trying to pitch you against your other parent or someone else. Uh, and it's like knowing that they do love you, but they're not perfect. And how do we navigate those imperfections? So how do we navigate healthy expectations? Well, I think what you just said is really important. You know, as as you, you're having conversations and you want to redirect, you could even say, I love you very much, Brian, but I'd really rather let's discuss this at a different time. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's kind of redirecting, but make sure that you're reassuring them that you love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just, like, shutting them down. And, um... You know, but I do think that the conversation has to be open and honest. And we just we just know that we can all be in a room and something is shared and there's 100 people in the room and there's going to be 100 different opinions about what was shared. Yeah. Right? Because we're just all different. And so we have to um, appreciate and support each other regardless. You know, when you're family, you need to support each other. I mean, you may not agree with each other. But you need to support each other, you know, personally and come alongside each other. And even if, like I said, politically, you may not agree on things, but you're family. And so I'm sorry, you just love each other. You know? Yeah, I think it was uh, Pastor Matt a few weeks ago. You were talking about community. And 
you was talking about communities is a lot of you guys have started to get really entitled because of the internet regarding community because essentially we can just choose whichever community we want. Whereas before we would, you would have to learn and grow and mature because if you grow up with people, guess what? Well, that's what you have. <laughs> you don't just get to up and move and choose the people that you want to be around and hear what you think from other people with the same thinking. Uh, and I think there's, there's a truth to that where part of being family is your family. And part of yes. being family is learning and growing to even deal with the parts that you don't like. Absolutely. I absolutely. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, so with that being part of that being, well, then we might feel uncomfortable at times. How do we learn to be okay with being uncomfortable? Well, I think one of the things that you can do is maybe reframe the argument. So like it's all of you versus an issue versus like you Mm. against each other. Yeah, it's like I've heard a lot of people say that for like spouses to stop thinking it's you versus them. It's right. you and them versus the problem. The versus the problem. And so I think that's one way we can deal with this. I think that's a great way of uh, at no point are you are they actually the enemy. Exactly. And I think that's helps to set the tone better. Whereas it's not you against them, but okay, we have an issue here. How can we talk about it? And and honestly, this is my whole issue right now with politics. I really feel, I believe this firmly, that we are more together than we are apart. But it's because of how we don't try to come together and address the problem. It's it's especially more like with this election. It's it's so much we versus they versus addressing the problem. Yeah. We have got to address the problems because we're just going to get weaker and weaker and weaker as a country. And so when I love to talk politics and you know that, but like, I really want to talk with, I want to talk with people on the other side because I want to understand because the only way I can move is to understand, like maybe my viewpoint is just completely off yeah. because you know, with the algorithms, with social media, you're only hearing your side of the, of the, it, the coin. Either, yeah, you're hearing yeah. your own side, your own <laughs> beliefs, or you're hearing outlandish things from the other Ex- side. Exactly. That you're you hearing can, one or the other. You're yeah. not hearing what's reasonable in between. Yeah. In fact, just a, a real quick thing. So Dad and I are talking to Pop on the way home yesterday, and <clears throat> Pop's talking about how the, the Republicans, all they want to do is um, shut down Social Security. I heard them on TV. And I said, okay, Pop. What you probably heard was maybe a couple rogue Congress people that have thoughts to do that. I said, it is never going to pass. Yeah. It is never going to pass. You have to understand. It would be political suicide for any. It would be political suicide. It's not going to happen. And even if some of these people unironically believed in that, they value their political career much more than they value their ideals. For sure. And so it's like, so that's an example where I tried to actually calm him down and say that's not real and i said and i and then i gave him an example on the other side where aoc wants to give everybody two thousand dollars a month it's like it is not going to happen like you know there'd have to be a big change in politics for either of those scenarios to happen and i don't see either one of those happening because i think just like i originally said that more of us are in the middle and so i think if we can reframe that argument with our family that it's about the topic and, and not about us versus them, I think that would go well, not only within our families, but within our society. Yeah, I think that's good. I think another part of learning to be okay with being uncomfortable is I've noticed with myself, 
when I'm uncomfortable, it's mostly because I'm actually stuck in my head. When when we're uncomfortable, it's because we're letting thoughts control us rather than being fully present with things. Like, say someone says something offensive or something you disagree with and you begin to feel uncomfortable or awkward or... Uh, at no point in that conversation are those things actually happening, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, say, someone says something... Like, we've experienced this with some uh, distant family saying something, like, racist at a Thanksgiving sure. meal. right. And it's super offensive. We can begin to feel uncomfortable. But there's also an aspect that, one, we can say, hey, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So we, if you feel comfortable to speak up, you can speak up. But also, like, that terrible thing they said, ultimately at this meal, like, it doesn't exist in any more anything else than our heads in that current moment. Mm-hmm. So when we, we essentially give our thoughts too much power, mm. and when we give our thoughts too much power, those things that are that could be real, they could have the chance of happening. Uh, maybe they're happening to someone else in that moment. They're not present with you, and you begin to associate too much with that other thing rather than just what's just in front of you. Mm. And then when we're doing that, we begin deep. to... <laughs> <laughs> That's some deep stuff there, Brian. Uh, it's, some, it's some stuff I've learned a lot about recently, thanks yeah. to uh, thanks to a, a friend. Yeah, and, 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 and it's good stuff. It's just like we really have to kind of like concentrate on that so i can see where you need to be in the moment when you're having when you're at the dinner table with your family or you're having a family get together to make sure that you can separate fact from fiction yes uh as as well as like understanding that within your own your own thoughts within your own self yes yes uh because part of it too is if someone says something that we begin to get uncomfortable with well our escape could be our mind it could be that fantasy land in our own head remember when we have conflict we have what the fight or flight response yeah right and that can happen within our own minds versus just a physical manifestation yeah because you could in your mind you could start arguing with them and 10 minutes can pass before you even realize the conversation's totally shifted and, somewhere and else that has hap- happened to me before because ha- i get so <laughs> happened to me <laughs> well i get passionate about things and so i can get so caught up in it and not even realize what i'm doing you know, and so it's, that, again, that fight or flight. And so, yeah, definitely good advice. All right. I have one last big thing. I wasn't sure if there's anything else you no. wanted to talk about or address. No. Uh, and I think this Not is part of this is how do we deal, for those of us, uh, this could be connected, not necessarily connected, but how do we handle holiday depression? Uh, like, say for me, I don't experience super big holiday depression or anything. But it can be a bit of a bummer sometimes when I come to big family gatherings and everyone's mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. but me. But you. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard because that can make me sort of like wallow in uh, my buddy mm-hmm. Earl. My buddy Earl calls it plum. Mm. His poor little old me. Mm. He's oh, you've been eating too many plums. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think we need to be as... <clears throat> as other family members, we always need to be looking out for that because we, you know, we want to, we're, we're concerned about each other and we want to be able to lift each person up. And, and so I think it's, we need to be mindful of, you know, how somebody's acting, talking, and we need to be encouraging as much as we can, but it can't be fake. You know, yeah. that's why I think like the words of affirmation, like that we talked about in the last podcast can be really helpful because um, everybody's, I mean, come on, like we all do some good, right? You know, mm-hmm. we're not all bad. 
we all try to do some good anyway. And so I think we need to try to focus on that. And I, and I do understand with regard to the whole relationship thing, you know, I, I see it within our community group. Like it's an issue either for somebody in the group or for the children of the people that are in the group. And, you know, I think that's just an a, a ongoing issue um, yeah. that we need to be mindful of. And, um, you know, I think we just need to be encouraging as, as best we can in an honest way. Don't like make up something that, that is not real just in order to try oh, to yeah. make that person feel better because they're going to see right through it. Yeah. I mean, when someone's depressed, even if you are honest, doesn't always even get through. Right. So you could definitely be That's sincere. That's true. Because there's been true. plenty of times people, if someone, someone's tried to say something encouraging to me, but if I'm, if I'm in my little poor little old me headspace, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they say. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first key is making it sincere. Yeah. Uh, I would also encourage for anyone, if, especially if it's relating to family, if mm-hmm. you're struggling with holiday depression or in my case, like singleness or whatever, and however, or maybe it's finances, whatever is causing this struggle for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think gratitude, what we talked about Absolutely. last episode. Gratitude's and, always. And part of that is... What do we have? Mm-hmm. What do we get to enjoy? Mm-hmm. I can come to holiday parties and think, uh, oh, I'm single, I'm alone, everyone's with someone, blah, blah, blah. And I could have that negative thought. Or I could say, I get to see my parents. I get to see my brothers. I get to see their, their my new sisters-in-law, or relatively in a sense. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, I could see my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. I can go hang Ooh, out with my- You have more than one nephew? Nieces and nephew. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> I'm thinking, ooh, is there something I don't know here? Uh, okay. I could go no, spend time with them because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to spend time with their Uncle Brian? Right. Of course, you know. And I can Are you the Funkel or is that Uncle Scott? Scott Scott's the fun uncle. Oh, I'm Scott's I'm the I'm the I'm the troublemaking uncle. <laughs> I told Jake back in the day when Jace would get old enough, I was gonna teach him Taekwondo. Okay. Awesome. Uh I don't know if I'll actually ever do that or not. <laughs> Uh, but Mr. Black Belt, but I am wearing a black belt. That is right. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, but I think it's very easy for me to get caught up in my own thoughts and my own feelings rather than embracing reality, which is I have family that loves me. Absolutely. And I would encourage you guys all to do the same. And part of that maybe is for some of you listening out there right now that you maybe don't have family during the holidays and that Mm -hmm. might be why you're struggling. Uh, I would encourage you to go to your local church. If you mm-hmm. attend sandals like me, go to your local sandals. Yes. Hit hit up some people. Find people at guest services to talk to. Mm-hmm. Find the local pastor, campus pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't be afraid to ask just how you can be involved in the church during that season, or try and make friends with someone and see if they're opening just to spend time with you on Absolutely. Those, those days. And like, I know that you know. I'm sure many families would be open to you spending the the holidays with them. Yeah, you know, I've I've known there's be plenty of times where we've gone and visited uh, my oldest brother, mm-hmm. and there's someone from their church who's maybe on deployment mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they live in San Diego and there's right. some military bases, right? And that's they just needed someone to spend holidays. Absolutely, with. there's nothing wrong with that. No, I would encourage it's that. It's great. Yeah. It's a great way to fend off any sense of loneliness. Yes, include others because sometimes we, like for me, <clears throat> I tend to look at the holidays. You know, and and I think most people do kind of looking forward to the holidays for the most part and the fun aspects of it. But so many people are hurting during the holidays. Maybe it's the first holiday that you've 
you know, don't get to spend with somebody that you've had in the past. Or just even like tomorrow is seven years that I lost my mom. Mm. That's really hard. It's really hard. Sorry. But I think there's those kinds of scenarios. And even if you're older, I don't think that escapes you. Um, but especially for young people that are feeling lonely and, you know, if they aren't in a relationship and they don't necessarily have anybody to spend the, the holidays with, you know, come alongside them and do what you can. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be the person who says like, Hey, do you, do you have someone to spend Christmas with? Do you have someone to eat Thanksgiving with? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. Right. Uh, and there's no harm in asking people if Absolutely. they want to be come come and join your life. Absolutely. I think it's our responsibility. I, I, I do. I think it's our responsibility to do that. That's good. I would agree with that. It's God has given us a life. And even if we don't have much, God wants us to invite people into community, into life, into joy with us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Did you have any other things before I shared some verses? Okay. Uh, well, you're going to like this first one. Uh, Exodus 20, 12. <laughs> Honor your father and mother. <laughs> that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Uh, and which is interesting. This is one of the only commandments that has like a promise attached to it. And it's the promise itself is more immediately for Israel at the time it's being given. Mm-hmm. But there's still a wisdom in that of when you listen to your parents, when you learn from them, and they raise you up to be godly people, you're generally speaking going to have a long and blessed life because you've learned not just like a lot of practical wisdom, but you've also learned how to be godly, how to work hard, how to accept joy even during hard times. Mm -hmm. Even during maybe seasons of holidays with family when it's Mm -hmm. really hard, Mm -hmm. you have God with you. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in him, he is your dad. He is your father. And and it's it's much better. He is the perfect father. Absolutely. He is the perfect family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a whole other thing we could have gone into that with just we have our family of believers too. Absolutely. Uh, and then Which my, is very important to us. Our church family is very important to us. Yeah. And I, we sort of touched on that with me saying like if you're struggling because you don't have family, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out to your church family. Absolutely. Uh, and then there's Galatians 3.25. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Amen. We are all adopted as children. Now, if you don't like your family, which I, I mean, I hope all everyone does, that'd be more preferred, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but if you struggle with them, remember that you have a true family that's in heaven, that's far greater, that the bond isn't just by our own blood, but by the blood of Jesus. Um, amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that, This is our last episode of this season, season three, if you can believe that we've had three seasons already. And so thank you for joining us today. If you have any comments, suggestions for uh, new topics for us to discuss, please email us at realworldpod at gmail.com and hope you have a wonderful holiday season. See you guys.